This podcast may contain offensive content. You have been warned. Welcome to the Diecast Podcast. I am your host and DM Johnny, and today we are bringing you a brand new show, Tales from Troll Skull Alley. This is a new show that we've been working on with uh, Steph and Miles, and essentially it's, think of Troll Skull Manor being the new hub for adventurers that this new company has started up and is handing out quests and missions and jobs to anyone seeking to make a name for themselves, make some coin in Waterdeep. So, it's a brand new format. We're going to be trying out some new things, and I hope you enjoy the show. When we finish up with Tales from Trollskull, we'll be jumping right into the seventh season of the Diecast podcast. And we hope you enjoy the stories we tell along the way. So, brand new show, brand new format. We'll be trying some new things. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking with us all the way through this. We hope you are safe. We hope you are well. And we hope you're still getting a chance to relax and enjoy yourself as we go through this pandemic together. So without further ado, new characters, new cast, new stories, and new adventures. I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of fun making it. So here we go. Tales from Troll Skull Alley. Let the adventures begin. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diecast Podcast special episode, Tales from Troll Skull. This is going to be a little interceding series of episodes that go sprinkled out throughout the main season of uh, adventurers finding adventurers finding their own way in Waterdeep. And so we have a brand new group working out of Troll Skull Manor, and uh, we'll just go around the table or I guess uh, our virtual screen right now. Uh, to introduce each other. You can say as much or as little about your character or yourself as you want. So let's start uh, with the person who actually threw all this together. Steph, who are you and what are you playing? Hello. Uh, so I'm super excited. This is only my second D&D character I've ever created. Uh, and the second on this show too. Uh, so I am going to be playing Una. She is a barbarian. Uh, she's a mercenary for hire and has left home. Like she's gone far, 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 far away from home uh, to try and pursue a career as a bard. So if she fails, no one back home will know. So she's come to Waterdeep. She's given it all she's got. And so far it's not going well because she's very bad at it. So she's a mercenary and doing her thing, but dreams of that bard life. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Leslie, who are you and who are you playing? Hello, I am Leslie. I am playing Elspeth Flint Forge, who is a half-elf bard who was uh, raised by dwarves, actually. So um, she doesn't speak elvish, she speaks dwarvish. And uh, she lived a fairly sheltered sort of small life. And she's... Um, 
finally sort of gotten out from under her small town and and come to the big city to sort of live her own adventure. She sort of lived vicariously through all the songs and stories and travelers who came through her village. And uh, now she's ready to kind of start her own adventure. So she's super excited and super enthusiastic and uh, more than a little naive. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All right. And next uh, on our adventure is uh, Saffron. Who are you and who are you playing? (laughs) Hello, I'm Saffron. Uh, I am playing Liza Salazar, the pirate and human cleric. Uh, She's also a mercenary. She's trying to make a bit of coin so that she can start her own uh, crew and buy her own ship. And I can already know that I have to come up with an NPC nemesis for you just so they can get it. Salazar! <laughs> <laughs> All right, going across my screen on the bottom left is Whitney. Welcome, Whitney. Who are you and who are you? Hi, uh, I'm Whitney. I'm a cartoonist by day, a D&D player by evening. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Daisy Evergreen, who is an albino uh, fear ranger. I think she's kind of like a winter type fear bulb. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Nice, <laughs> nice. And to round out uh, our troop of compatriots is in my, my own bottom right part of the screen is Mackenzie. Who are you and who are you playing? Uh, hi, I'm Mackenzie. Uh, I'm an actor and a bartender, so I'm doing a whole lot of nothing right now. Uh, so I will be playing Mari Wiseacre. She is a halfling rogue. Um, with a criminal background. Uh, Her family is from Vineshade in the Purple Hills. I did a lot of research. This is an actual place on the map in Faerun. I did a whole lot of research for this. So she's from a winemaking town and a a winemaking family. Uh, And they sent her up the Sword Coast to sell their wares and sell their new wine, but she had a little more fun uh, digging into the pockets along the way and wound up in Waterdeep and is now working in a bar in Waterdeep because the pockets are even deeper in the city. Ooh. Would you say water? No, that's a terrible pun. Never mind. <laughs> no, you have to say it now. <laughs> she made it. She made the joke. It's like water deepy in pockets. No, <laughs> that, 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 that biplane was going down. Um, all right. So 1496 water deep, uh, you find yourselves in the springtime. The air is still a little crisp, a little cool, but the sun stays out a lot longer in the days. The snow is melted off the streets and it has that that post-melt of just grit and grime and sand and silts uh, on the cobblestones. And you found yourselves together with a rather surprising large group of adventurers looking for work. And you've heard of this place called Trollskull Manor up in the north end of Waterdeep, where they've created a new kind of adventuring hub where if you're just starting out and you need to go somewhere and find a job, find adventure, find some fame and fortune, they'll hook you up. You find yourselves with a group of friends and you've loosely conglomerated into an adventuring party uh, as you go for your first meeting at Trollskull Manor, which has been, it's got a notorious reputation uh, as it were, a couple of celebrations, a couple of explosions, (laughs) <laughs> there may or may not be a cult operating out of there. No one's quite sure. Uh, it's it's always vague on purpose for legality reasons. And you find yourselves in Trollskog Manor, which is a, a nice old time type of inn or manor 
creaky wood floors, the tables and benches and chairs are all uh, items that have probably been there since the, the manor was first built. And you sit down, you've got like that, that nice sullen creak of wood below you. And it's it's actually fairly full inside the, uh, inside the inn. Uh, they actually have cordoned off part of the establishment to specifically deal uh, with adventurers. And you find yourself sitting on a series of uh, desk chairs that have been lined up in rows and columns to be a very square and uh, it's it's kind of like uh, if you were a teaching assistant or uh, on your first orientation class. Um, it's a very low-key minor setup as the rest of the bustle of, of the inn happens uh, behind you. You do notice occasionally uh, plates and glasses will just float uh, on their own and the smells out of the kitchen are it smells like it's a it's a good early lunch, late breakfast type of deal where you smell sticky buns and fruit and bacon and eggs and various other uh, baked goods just come flying out. And it sounds like a busy kitchen too as the pots and pans clank about. Um, and from around this uh, this uh, post inside Trollskull Manor and you're 90% sure she's been standing there the entire time to make a dramatic entrance uh, is you see this woman with this long pencil next, uh, this uh, long pencil skirt in these black and white Beetlejuicey and vertical stripes, and this big plateau of hair that comes out almost like a bike. Someone took a block of cheese and just <laughs> cut it into a rectangle shape, where it starts off gray, blonde, and then black in towards the middle. As she comes walking out with a clipboard, uh, very, uh, very sure of her steps. As she's got these long, magnificent black gloves and kind of this this makeup white, this pancake uh, foundation uh, of a face, and she says, "Oh, hello, my darlings, my adventurers for the first time. I am glad you are all here. My name is Marley Thornstress, and I am your adventurers liaison advent uh, officer for the Troll Skull Manor." And I am here to formally welcome you here with me. <laughs> so you've all come here seeking adventure and good for you. It is good to be out there in the world and experiencing yourselves and the world around it. And you may be wondering, what is a liaison officer? Well, I am the one who communicates your needs with the needs of the manor. And then I will set things up for you uh, with jobs, with uh, items, with basic uh, supplies. There is a great benefit to operating out of Trollskull Manor. We will supply you with your camping survival goods, basics of the weapons. And because you are a first time adventuring group with us, and she hands out uh, two uh, glass vials, like a like, kind of like a, a reddish liquid in it and like a, a nice... Uh, brown paper envelope underneath it. it says and these are two healing potions for your group and a coupon in the dining room for a free side order with any meal you purchase nice brilliant is it two healing potions per person Just or for total. okay <laughs> wow <laughs> so generous <laughs> so I have been going over the files of everybody involved, and I must say, I am impressed with all of you. You have come so far to make it to lovely old Waterdeep. I have a job that I think specifically 
will work out for the best of everyone in your skill set. And as I like to say, play the field, but lean into your specialties. So I will be literally sending you out into a field of your specialties. <laughs> well, I, I exaggerate. It's more like a forest, but there's fields involved. You, it, it's silly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but the job is, there is a logging town up in the north called Harker's Falls. And they seem to have a bit of a Noah problem. They're a long establishment of logging and lumber that comes out of there. A lot of water deep. In fact, I'm pretty sure some of the timber in here has come from from Harker's Falls, but they've been having problem with the gnolls, and I guess there's some type of demon summoning or something like that that they've been doing, and they need you just to ferret them out and get rid of them so they stop interfering with the, the operations. So, it's very simple. Head on up to Harker's Falls. It's north West and anyone with a survival check. Give me a survival roll, please. Uh, like proficiency or? Just the skill, like a... Oh, natural oh. 20. What? I was going to say, I only have one, so I didn't oh, think that would pan out. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie, you're like, right. Or, or sorry, uh... Not Mackenzie. Oh, I was looking at the wrong name. Uh, Mari, you're like, oh, that way. And then you see yeah. Una just grab your hand and move it the exact opposite direction. <laughs> that Northwest way. Is, Northwest is this that way. way. <laughs> she says, it's very simple. The, uh, the, the, the Jarl of the town or the, the mayor of the town or the captain, whatever you want to call him, uh, his name is uh, Josh Hackett. It's not exactly an electoral system. They kind of just have a council of people, and he's just the most, I guess, presentable one. <laughs> so there's no time frame. Take your time, but don't take too long. But, you know, don't feel pressure, but don't don't take too long. And if you have any questions, uh, we will be here to supply you up as best you need. Uh, we have a special contract with Garrett's Outrigging. Uh, they will supply is if you don't mind some garish advertising on the side of your tents or equipment or anything like that uh then we will take care of whatever you need but until then until you head out please you have access to the rooms you have access to the facilities and if you need any information gathering resources then uh we are here to help are there any questions you have for me she felt like she kind of like cups up her her clipboard against herself before we begin and has like this very optimistic smile on her face oh Yes, uh, yes. The coupon, is that one use only? Or is it every time we order a meal, we get a free side? It is one use only for any meal, uh, with, with a caveat of over 20 silver worth purchased of food. Ah, they right. Were they were very specific about the, the details on that. Okay, and uh, speaking of money, uh, how much is this job going to pay? Well, here's... Wait, it pays money? Oh, yes, oh yes. Goodness. So... We have a contract fee with the town. Whatever you, they've already paid us to sanction out this job. Whatever they pay you on top of that, you get to keep. We've already been paid. You just have to do the job. Oh. And whatever they pay you on top of that, that's yours to keep. And if we find anything while we're out there? Well, I mean, sharing with friends is wonderful, but feel no obligation to share anything that you find. This, whatever you find and keep on your ventures is yours to earn. Good to know. 
I slam my taggart of ale on the table and I say, Alright, well, let's follow her then. And I point at, uh, at Una. She seems to know where she's going. <laughs> That's fine with me. I got lost on the way here. This is a big city. Okay, uh, so... Wait, do we have all of our camping gear already, or do we yeah. have to go to... It, it's understood that What's you have, called? like, your starting gear kits, or your starting right. gear kits with you. Uh, so if you need anything extra that you can think of, now's the great time to ask it. If you want to, like, ask questions about where you're going, bars and inns are always great places as well. Well, I mean, I'm good to go. I've got everything I need, so if you guys want to head out, let's just, let's do it. The sooner we get out of the city, the better, honestly. Has anybody ever fought a gnoll before? Or even seen one? I say, you see um, uh, Marley go like, well, uh, Waterdeep is a very diverse and ex- inclusive city, so you've, you've probably seen some gnolls, goblins, minotaurs walking about the city. Uh, I, I would like to remind you of our racism policies that no one is truly born evil. It's everyone comes from a different type of background and upbringing. So there are gnolls inside the city. Uh, if you can talk with one or talk their language, maybe you can learn something about them. Uh, but again, one gnoll does not represent the whole spectrum of gnoll. The uh, whole of Noel. The whole of Noel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for, for those who don't, a Noel is essentially like a hyena person, like a bi, like a humanoid, kind of like got that hunched neck and like the the, the furry oh. mane at the top. Yeah. It's, it's like, but it's like a humanoid hyena, not yeah, like a hyena hyena? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but two, these Noel's hands at Harker's Falls are naughty Noel's. Yes? Correct. So Wicked, naughty gnolls, right? Naughty gnolls. And they are causing problems for the loggers. I will I will advise, it is springtime, so tick season is in full effect. <laughs> ah, me ankles. <laughs> Wear some protection. If there's anything that I know is that having a bloodsucker latched onto you for a long time is not good. I was married on and off to a vampire for five years, and let me tell you, the wow. lack of garlic bread was awful. <laughs> That's a shame. No garlic bread? Uh, let that be well, a life uh... lesson. If anyone asks you to choose between your partner and cheesy garlic bread, you take those carbs. You you eat them up. <laughs> num 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 num. Always. Relationships come and go. Garlic bread is forever. On that, well, and I know what. I know what. I'm using my free side then. <laughs> well, we can set you up with a lunch before you go. Uh, other than that, when you've done your task, come on back. Let us know, and we will send out correspondence to confirm and lock down everything and possibly issue any bonuses that you lucky little adventurers may occur along the way. But if you have, like no, sound if you have no further questions for me, I will be on my way. I will be just over there to answer any questions you may have. And of course, the inn is yours for your disposal. All right. She kind of like paces away, uh, kind of like that self-confidence of a, of a, of a orientation well done 
<laughs> so you find yourselves in a small little offshoot of Trollskull Manor. The Bayside window is kind of letting the, the light in. The Trollskull Alley is kind of, actually, it has, she's a lot of uh, foot traffic going by in the background. You can see a small group of people wearing kind of like these like gray with like yellow highlighted robes. Uh, they're all chanting, uh, yesterday is gone, tomorrow is ahead. Uh, kind of handing out pamphlets to uh, to everybody. Well, that's accurate. <laughs> I was What's up with these guys? guys? Wait, is this the cult? Uh, lady, what's up with these people? Do these people need to be exterminated? What? Oh, no. Pay them no mind. Just They're not allowed inside the restaurants or the, the, the manor at, at the time. Uh, they, they have their own personal reflection time later at night. I personally would recommend you vacate the building when that happens. There is a splash zone, so uh, <laughs> I, I would I would advise to avoid that. I feel like that raises more questions, but I don't know. I don't really care. What do you guys want to do? Well, I'm eager to go, but it's up to you, so I'll follow you. Has everybody got boots? Yes. <laughs> Stompy little boots. <laughs> boots are going to be important. Yeah. Keeping them ticks off. Keeping them t- big, tall, <laughs> sneaky, anti-tick boots. <laughs> Is anything ticks you don't want? Ticks in your shoes. The worst. I'm covered in fur. Um, oh. One of you, one of you oh. might have to carry me. I do not want to get ticks. <laughs> fur yeah. might be a problem. Yeah. Tall grass to a halfling over yeah. the head grass. <laughs> yeah. Do we know how long of a travel it is? Is it a day or a couple of days or half a day or? Um, someone give me a survival check or a history check. That would work too. Whichever. I have a t- twenty-four in survival. Twenty-four. Boom. Anyone else up up around that number? So no. Uh, Mari. Sorry, as I'm still learning names. I rolled a ten. Mari tries. <laughs> it's accurate for... Ten, ten is all you need. Um, so okay. you, you know that the description of Harker's Falls in the kind of the general area is like this big, woody, foresty um, region to the uh, northeast of uh, Waterdeep. Uh, it's up in the mountains a fair bit, and it's not... Distance-wise, it's not far as the crow flies, but because it's, it's rather intense, rocky terrain, it's going to probably take you about between four to six days to, to get up there. Just because the roads stop after a certain point. Right. We're roughing it. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody here have any horses? Or any mode of transport? Or, or, or ponies? <laughs> I mean, if the road stops at some point, I don't know if we'll be able to take any mounts higher than that. Yeah, and with their combined survival checks, yeah, you'd know that you definitely have to unless like you're riding a billy goat or or a or a I mean I'm 10 feet I could tall. ride a billy goat I'll carry We're going to have to hoof it and I look at uh, <laughs> a fur blog and go no offense <laughs> Yeah uh, none taken Well uh, I guess we'd better get going then if we want to make some good time What but just before we head out would anybody in terms of precision, provisions, does anybody have any knowledge that we could use? Any sort of maybe uh, thing that gnolls like or don't like that we could bring along? 
I like the well, way you think. From some of the stories I've read, and um, I think there used to be a gnoll infestation in the mines near my village, but they're sort of like dog-like people. But like the lovely lady said at the beginning, they're not all bad. So, I mean, I don't know if we can assume that they'll like or dislike anything in particular. Uh, I mean, we might be able to talk them out of it. I don't know. Is anyone I, trained in religion? Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Big fat zero for me. Yeah, I've got, I've got like a two. I've got a two, weirdly. <laughs> I'm spiritual, not religious. <laughs> yeah. All right, then give me, give me a, a generalized religion check for everybody then. Ooh, there's a beefy one. Oh, mine. 18. All right. Oh, really? Mari, <laughs> you actually do remember. Uh, you remember that, that Marley said something about demonic worship? And you know that gnolls and demonic worship do get tied together when they worship the demonic god Yinagu, which is kind of like the demon god of gnolls. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's usually about kind of like corrupting the land in the area and stuff like that. And it's uh, they usually operate, Yinagu usually operates underground for uh, for the most part and mm. kind of has like this like kind of like soul corruption area and they just kind of like spread it out so no one notices what's happening. Okay. Yeah, so these guys are pretty uh, insidious, it feels like. So I don't I don't think we're going to be talking anybody out of much. <laughs> I've got an idea. Okay, we could just we could just smash them. It's fine. We'll just go oh, take care of the exciting. <laughs> I want I'm all here to smash them. things. Uh, but I go over to the to the the food the bar. I go over to the bar and and I put my I slam my fist down and I ask actually I demand Give me your stinkiest cheese. Just the smelliest thing and the most rotten scraps you got. I will take them. Uh, you see uh, a glass kind of like hovering in the air just gets put down. And then from underneath, you hear kind of like this clinking unwrapping. You see like this brown waxy paper with like this kind of like bowstring above it with twine unfurls on its own. And then it kind of unfolds and you see like this white grayish with kind of like this green thick crust around it and as soon as it hits down oh that's that's the good stuff they keep under the counter for you it's, is it edible we don't know but it's stinky cheese nonetheless uh i this will this will do this will do it smells like smells like my like a crew that's been salted and pickled for 12 straight weeks oh my god Whose feet died and crawled up someone else's arse? <laughs> oh my god. You see a Why? Why? You see a half-elf bartender poke his head around the corner and say, oh man, who's getting the stinky cheese out? Also, that's going to be like 10 silver, because that's like, you pay for the stink, you don't pay for the flavor, because ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh, uh, ugh. I, I, I will not be paying for that. <laughs> Personally, I, I I love this stuff, but uh, and I like reach back and uh, and I take out ten silver. I put it down and I and I take the cheese. I wrap it back up and I I place it back in my pack. You see the the stack of coins get lifted up and then put into a a, a safety box uh, behind behind the bar. He's like, good, get rid Make of that sure stuff. Make sure you walk behind all of us. You're last. Yeah. Stay I away. Stayed... There's no stealth in this cheese. <laughs> I stay downwind, please. 
Um, should we hand out the healing potions? Like, one person carry one and one person carry another, just in case. Right, sure. you've got two. Do you want, want to carry to one? <laughs> sure, I'll take one. And the healing potions are, I always get this backwards, it's either 4d4 plus 2 or 2d4 plus 4. I think it's 2d4 plus 4, but now you've mixed me up. No, that's, that's the dyslexic <laughs> part of me. It's going like, I know I'm going to get it backwards. So I'm checking it out just to be sure. 2d4 plus 2, sorry. 2d4 plus 2. Yeah. Can you use healing word on yourself or can you only use it on other people? You can use it on anybody you wish. Except for undead and constructs. Cool. <laughs> so if someone gets turned to a robot, you can't heal them anymore. Uh, that's a tinkering check. <laughs> Alright, so you have your quest, you have some information and knowledge about Knowles and the location of where you're supposed to go. What do you wish to do next? Pack up and head out, right? Let's do it. Alright, let's go. Let's get some gold. Alright, so you pack up together and you begin the, the trek through the northern part of, uh, of Waterdeep, which is known as a trade ward. You exit through the north gate, uh, through the uh, Tarek Collapsed Coliseum, which is once home to a famous and wonderful epic show about Tiamat and its her resurrection. And the show was actually more dangerous for the audience. And eventually the amphitheater just collapsed in on itself and no one's really wanted to pay for the cleanup. Um, <laughs> but for all the bards out there, the acoustics were good. Even in the ruins, the acoustics were still good. Um, and you make your way up through, uh, through Waterdeep and as you exit the the city it's mostly rolling hills and farmlands and whatnot uh but you can definitely see the outline of trees and hills and mountains uh in the horizon and so you can automatically see where you're you're going to go we'll say you go about three days of easy travel uh just following roads and signs it's it's not that hard um you're able to stay at inns along the road uh i believe you have enough bards in the group to just let yourself stay for free at, uh, at the various uh, locations. So the first couple of days, very easy travel. And then you come up to a literal marker in this road that with a so small sign written in common that says roads end. And you can see the rough grassy terrain or sorry, the rough uh, forest floor terrain as the trees start getting larger and larger and larger in height and diameter as uh, oh. <laughs> you definitely see hard granite and rock sticking through the, the soil on the ground is, oh, it was probably a wise decision not to bring horses because this is this looks like it's going to be a a foot trek all on upon its own. So Yes, I, yes, yes. I yes. look up expectantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that first step is just a basic step for some people, but for you, Mari, it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to do some uh, some, some some rock climbing some already. Calisthenics. <laughs> what well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, will oh. need, so I will need somebody to take the lead and give me a survival role. If someone else has proficiency oh, in survival. I do. They and Ranger Girl is like all about it. <laughs> yes. Pick one person to roll with advantage or pick two people to roll, uh, to roll a single dice or a single roll. Your choice. I only have a one in survival, so I would volunteer yeah. Whitney for rolling with advantage. <laughs> I volunteer. I volunteer Whitney. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Roll one. Survival. We have 24 again. Roll again. We have six. 
Let me reference my good side of chart. Whitney, could you roll me a D10, please? Uh, sure, sure, sure. That is this guy. Ten. Okay. <laughs> let's do that then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. It's perfect. <laughs> 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 I'm happy to be out of the city. <laughs> so you are definitely in your element here. Uh, you make your way up and you can, uh, just by looking at the the lay of the land and the slanting of the trees, you can already just, your ears, your frillbog ears already picking up like a close water source. And you know that if something's called Harker's Falls, there's probably a waterfall involved and you just figure, find the closest stream, go upriver, it'll oh, eventually right. connect to something bigger. And you get led uh, that way. Uh, as you find your way uh, very easily, she, uh, furlocks are naturally big by size, but the way they're just gracefully hopping over rocks and around trees, it's it's like watching um, American Ninja Warrior with someone who's done this many times before. <laughs> there is no effort to to her strides. As she's just, it looks like things that you would have to lock hop and leap over she just glides right over them almost as if she was floating on air uh and you see her stop every now and then like oh stop and she points out and you can see like a mama grizzly bear with a couple of cubs going by and just giving its giving its its distance it is springtime so mama bear uh defenses are in full effect right now um but as you come along you actually do start to hear uh a buzzing and uh and uh and a humming as you come across and you do see that in this big, big centuries-old maple tree is kind of just this ripped-out divot, and you can see what appears to be a beehive, um, very active. Uh, and anyone with Arcana, give me an Arcana check, please. You once again have negatives. Like one I have a two. Zero. So. <laughs> <laughs> basic ten is all you need. I mean, I can try. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, nothing wrong with trying. Oh, what? How? Oh, natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Liza. <laughs> All right, Liza. You are in tune with these bees. There's something about these bees that is just sticking out to you. And that's when it clicks in. The reason why you're noticing these bees so well from far off a distance is that each individual honeybee has a glowing gold sheen to them. Oh. And as you look into, as you look at the 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 hive, it's kind of got like that oblong shape. It's got like that rich golden brown hue to it. And there is a shimmer and like a glow of gold that's coming off of that beehive as well. You can't quite put your hand on it. You think it's probably some type of nature magic and like the bees have tapped into something here, but that is a those are some magical bees and that is a magical beehive right there okay uh i'd say wait because we were sort of going on because i'm still in the back with my stinky cheese <laughs> the pirate knows <laughs> anything it's gold and i think over there i just spotted something a little shiny from those bees and i think we should we should check it out i think it's worth investigating and I point them out. Do you see? Do you see how they glint? And you see how they glimmer? 
I think they're protecting something. Yeah, they're shiny. That's what shiny. Ooh, shiny bees. I want to touch them. Can I touch them? <laughs> um, You'd have to get closer and make either a dexterity acrobatics or an animal handling check. But yeah, you can absolutely try if you want to. Do I have... I have dexterity. Oh, I have acrobatics. That is a nine. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> you see uh, Mari try to reach up and she actually grabs a hold of, of the honeybee and then you see this bee go from gold to crimson red and almost like explodes uh -oh. out in a blood-like essence. And it's not the bee that sting you, but the magical aura kind of like makes the red turns black and jabs you right in the thumb. Please give me a constitution check, Mari. Oh, sorry, constitution save, sorry, please. Uh, okay, how do you, the save is, uh, do you just click it here? Yeah, you just click on the right save. One? Yeah, perfect. 15, you make it. Yes! Uh, <laughs> you, oh, fight fucker. Off, you fight off the poison effect, and you've been stung by bees before. There is something yeah. Ouchy. <laughs> about that poison sting. Uh, oh, it seems to, as soon as it's let go and it flies back with its height, it turns back into that glowing gold color. You lose track mm -hmm. of where it is. But uh, you, you feel like you've avoided something rather heinous there. Uh, guys, don't touch them. <laughs> Maybe we should leave it. <laughs> Am I able to, to sort of perceive a little closer as to what, like, can I tell what it is? Or am I just like, those are still bees? You know they're magical in nature by some aspect. You'd have to get closer to, uh, to investigate it further. I'd say you're about 30 feet out from it right now. Um, and because they've now been slightly agitated, uh, you would require either an animal handling check or a stealth check, depending on how you want to do it. Do you want to like- I have an idea. Oh, can, I stealth? <laughs> can I try something before you go? Um, sure. And I cast sleep on the bees. Oh, so... yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to roll uh, because the hit points on bees are super low. <laughs> it just, it but just I happened. was breaking on. <laughs> so describe your 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 sleep spell on this hive of bees. So I pull out my um, pan flute, and I play a, a little tune, like a real soft sort of low humming that almost matches the the buzz of the bees, and and as it does, it sort of lulls them, and and they sort of all slow down, and then just drop to the ground, and then I turn to you all, and I go, don't step on any of them. If they take any damage, they'll wake up. So shh, the bees are sleeping. And the sound of the humming... absolutely have to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of the humming also dies down. In fact, the forest sounds eerily quiet at this point. Oh no, I put the whole place to sleep. <laughs> Whoops. So what do, what do you wish to do with your sleeping bees? So can we investigate the hive now? Was the gleam on the hive or on the bees? Both. It was on both. So can we investigate the hive a little bit closer? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just tippy-toe, mm. tippy like, tippy you won't, <laughs> noise won't wake them up, but, like, damage will. So just, you know. Will it wake them up or will it just kill the bee? Will the death of the bee alert the other sleeping bees or will it just be a dead bee? Mm, Elspeth thinks that if you wake one up, you might wake all of them up. 
That sounds like what would happen. So how do you wish to proceed? Um, if I... Am I able to make an anim- animal handling check still, or is that gone because these bees are asleep? I mean, you you can. It's you'd be with advantage. I don't. They are asleep though. Like you can pretty much do whatever you want, unless like you want to like sing a lullaby to the bees. <laughs> I want to go investigate that hive. Oh, um, without waking these bees. <laughs> oh, they're they're because of the sleep spell. You can as long as you don't like physically shake a bee or crush it in your hand or damage it. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna. Elspeth was is sure of her magic and her skill is is right up there. These these bees are asleep for at least twenty four hours. All right, these are some sleeping bees. Okay, sleepy sleepy bees. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's a shanty for later. Um, I I I, I tiptoe on over. So now. <laughs> <laughs> over to the hive. All right, you approach up, and it's kind of your senses are kind of conflicting what your brain is expecting. It's expecting like inside of a tree, some rot, some decay. But as you approach, it smells like freshly cooked graham crackers. Mm, that's nice. We found them, guys. The Keebler elves. We've done <laughs> <laughs> the bees were the elves the entire time. <laughs> Just like um, three days later, some elves are like, "Hey, where's our hive? <laughs> we got some are we here. in the tree? You're you're up at the tree right now, looking into looking into the the hole in the, in the trunk, and it's this glowing kind of brown misshapen mass of beehive in the middle. Oh, is it a hole? Thing glowing, kind of like, or kind of like a football size inside the hole of the tree? I think kind of like like Winnie the Pooh type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there any honey coming out of it, or is it just the it seems hive? Perfect, it seems perfectly sealed. You'd have to crack it open to see if there's anything inside. Oh, I take a knife from from my belt and I and I start to just sort of pry it open. As you pry, I it take open, three steps back. <laughs> two things happen when you I hide behind you when you put the knife in. One is you see this golden ambrosia like liquid comes spilling out and the second is it smells like fresh baked gingerbread cookies as soon as you cut into it and as you open up the hive well that's nice the the honeycombs on the inside kind of have like that technicolor prismatic just kind of sheen to it you see like these yellows and reds and purples and blues and greens and yellows they all just kind of like swirl around the honeycomb at the same time and they're just oozing out like this Thick, gloopy, gold. Does anybody liquid. have any glass vials or something to keep it in? Uh, um, I've got a boot, my boot, but then I don't have a boot to wear. I've got a water skin. I dump out all the water in my water skin. Yeah, I can dump out mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I th- I, assuming we all have water skins, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're all dumping out a day's worth of water skin? No, I'm Ooh, keeping I'm drink it. <laughs> we're right, we're right next to a river. We're following yeah. a river to a place called Falls. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna uh, bring my water. Water as well. Yeah. So there's no there's no skill check uh, required, but um, it takes a bit because it's very thick and viscous as it's kind of gloopy. Um, but as you you all manage to fill up one water skin full of like this unknown golden magical liquid. Uh, 
but you do notice that uh, as you break apart the hive to get out of the combs even more and more, that smell of gingerbread and baked cookies just gets stronger and stronger. Um, I'll say, someone give me an investigation or perception check. Your choice. Uh, I've got good perception. Oh, I did not. Uh, 11. Ooh, 21. Oh. Uh, I was going to say 18, but oh. yeah. Oh, you always, uh, for roll 20, you always go with the, oh, 18, because you're not in roll 20, correct? Sorry, because Mario yeah, sorry. and an 18. Sorry about that. Ooh. So anyone who got 15 or higher, uh, you take a look at the hive and you kind of grab onto a little bit and it feels exactly like fresh baked gingerbread. Oh, I'm really hungry all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, it smells really good, but, uh. Do you really want to eat it? You don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. My parents always told me not to eat things that I find just out. But it smells so Is that a so problem good. with you, usually? <laughs> I was a very adventurous child. I tried a lot of things. Uh, they weren't always good for me, but... I mean, tell me this doesn't smell like heaven. Everyone who gets like a whiff, heaven? it smells like... The best gingerbread cookies you've ever smelled and like still soft and fresh out of the oven. In fact, when you put your hands to it, still feels warm as well. Oh my god, oh. I can't help. I'm gonna take a wee it's just a, a little, just a yeah, just a touch of the tongue. Just just a smudge. It is the best tasting gingerbread. It is soft, it melts oh. in your mouth right away. You're not sure, but the gingerbread dough actually turns into chocolate after a certain point and then just oh fills God. your mouth up full of flavor. You feel so enriched and infused by this wonderful taste and magic. I'm going to need both Mari and oh Marissa to give me a charisma save, please. God. Charisma save. That's worth it. 23. <laughs> you make your save. Mari, unfortunately, you feel this magical effect come over you. Oh. You feel a great sense of guilt and despair that what did you do? What did you do to this hive? That's, that's oh, not God. right. These, these bees were just trying to do their job. You guys, we killed them. You immediately no, feel just you should return this golden liquid and like, you have no business taking this stuff. This, this belongs to the bees. What are you doing? Guys, we have to put them back. We have to put them back. <laughs> but I don't think I want to do that. This is terrible. We have to put them back. I hate this. I hate everything. <laughs> We've destroyed their home. No, please. Make a new one. Right? They're just sleeping. We didn't kill them all. They'll just make more. It's alright. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go and pick one up and oh. try to put it back. Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> you put it back. Wait, in the okay. hive. And you notice when you put the bee back on, it kind of like, like you put it on like the golden liquid and it kind of just slides out again. You lift it up one more time and you put it back in and it kind of like the cookie hive kind of crumbles away. And you just, you're struggling to try and put this bee back in its hive. As what it, do we do? We, I think we have to go. Marty, we have to go. It's okay. It's, they'll be fine. We'll just leave them. They'll wake up in a little bit. It's all right. We'll just go. It's fine. They'll be fine. Marty, come on. Come on. Let's go. Uh, you want some water? Oh, no. Gravity Drag me away, kicking and screaming. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> My honeybee friends! No! Uh, if anyone wants to do an, an arcan, ar arcana check on the honey liquid you have, 
please do so. I have it too. <laughs> Higher yeah. is better. Oh, that's that's a one. <laughs> that's a I feel six. absolutely yeah. <laughs> provisions are provisions. If oh, it tastes oh, good, we're taking it. I rolled that twenty. Did you really? Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Elspeth, I'm saying that correctly, right? Elspeth, but uh, everyone back home called me Els Bells or just Bells. Bells. Oh, I'll go with Bells. <laughs> oh, we got a kitten on the screen. Hooray. Uh, Bells, you take some time and you go through your. You've heard some stories about these bees before. These are, these are uh, called golden honeybees, and they are of a special breed of bee that uh, they harvest pollen only from plants and flowers that are deeply attached to ley lines, which is like oh. a ley line is a big font of magic, and that the honey they produce is actually almost intoxicating and very healing. That much like a healing potion, that if you consume uh, one water skin of your your golden honey liquid, you'll be able to heal for 3d8 healing. Oh, I'm so glad we took a water skin. <laughs> so how many did we get? Who all but took it? I, everybody. Mari, Mari put everybody. hers back, right? Yeah, right, right. No, right. I, didn't, I didn't put my back. Oh, oh you just I, tried to pick the I bee I just up. tried to put the bee back. <laughs> Daisy was half asleep and she did not participate. <laughs> Uh, and for future reference, I do the critical role rules for potions, where if it's to yourself, it's a bonus action. If Great. it's to somebody else, that's an action. Cool. Perfect. It's more fun that way. All right. So that was, uh, I was like, the bee encounter seems like it's going to be fun and weird. I hope no one rolls a 10 and then bam. Quick question. Did you take some of the hive as well? You can if you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I stuffed some of that right in there. I I take some of uh, some of Mary's as well. I say, are you gonna? Are you not gonna? Okay, okay. <laughs> I hold on to it. It's my memories of them. I'm just rubbing her back and being like, it's okay, it's okay. They're just sleeping. They're fine. You stung me, but it's okay. <laughs> It's the price we paid. <laughs> Liza's just like jam jamming ginger bender like, What? <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Food, food. <laughs> and it's, it's it's very much like uh, as time goes on and you, you continue on your journey, that gingerbread hive is not getting stale at all. It's staying rich, warm, and moist the entire oh. way. I'm hungry. <laughs> right? All right, I will need another survival check, please. Ooh, what, what happened? <laughs> Daisy, oh, no. wake up. It's time to go. Ooh, I see a 15. The song was too strong. Get oh, I got go. 16. <laughs> Yay, a high roll. Get to go to the good list again. Daisy, please <laughs> roll me a d10, please. All right, here we go. Eight. All right. Uh, you continue the trek uphill. Uh, you go on for a couple more hours. Uh, you stick close to the uh, the river as you feel it's getting wider and wider and, and more uh, powerful in, in, in breadth. Um, as you see the trees begin to get thicker and the canopy starts getting higher and higher and they go from like these 
regular sized oak and maple ash trees. And then all of a sudden there seems to be like you cross over a threshold and you go into this region of redwoods and sequoias and just canopies that get so high you can't see the tops of the trees anymore. And you've got that background forest hum of wildlife and uh, nature and wind and the rustling around. It's it's actually quite calming and quite peaceful. Um, that uh, Daisy, you do notice as you go walking along, you see a kind of like this purplish bluey carving in a tree. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be someone has carved a message into it. What languages do you speak? Let's find out. Uh, she speaks common, elvish, giant, minotaur, and sylvan. Sylvan oh, wow. is exactly what it's in. <laughs> you recognize this is the language of the Fae. A okay. Fa- a fairy has carved this into the tree and you can read it clearly. And it seems to be a warning sign. It says, Beware the three sisters. One cannot die while the other two live. Uh, are anything related? I'm I'm a halfling. <laughs> I was adopted, so I don't really know. I suppose it's so. Awesome. Um, this is a warning. <laughs> uh, none of you, sisters. None of you. No. Orphan. Um. Do I know any like tales or songs or? Anything that might give me a, a stir a memory, history, na- or a nature check, whichever one you'd prefer. Mm, neither one is good, so I'll just roll. I rolled a nat one. Wow, <laughs> twenty to one. There you go. Uh, uh, sisters are usually related. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Generally, they have the same mum. Usually. Right. Most of the time. That's <laughs> what I know. Or the same death. <coughs> right. Good Good point. Uh, anyone else can make a roll if they wish as well. Uh, what kind of roll? History or nature, your choice. Uh, I'd even, actually, I'd even go as far as say Arcana. I don't think anyone's trained in Arcana, but you can roll Arcana, Arcana if you want. I got a 12. For all twos. <laughs> no insight. Unfortunately, actually, yeah, I think you can make an argument for insight. Uh. Mm, again. Oh, oh, there's an insight. Daisy. Hey, it, it clicks in. Um, this is a, from what you've seen so far, you get the feeling that this forest, these woods magically enchanted. You've crossed up into a threshold that seems almost as going from night to day, where it goes from one type of tree to the other. Uh, mm. And when someone starts issuing warnings on trees about sisters, mm-hmm. your mind immediately thinks to one source that you've, you've never encountered them directly, you don't think, but you get the feeling they're talking about forest hags, a coven of forest hags, forest, forest witches. Oh, good. Well, I tell this to everyone. <laughs> and your knowledge of forest hags, essentially, it's your classic, like, Hansel and Gretel. <clears throat> they will lie, deceive, and do everything to try and 
swallow your soul type of type of deal. Oh, well, that's good. This is good. Let's get this all out of the way now. But they are deal-makers. They are deal How do we avoid them? Can we just stay real quiet and like tiptoe through? I don't want to meet a, a witch or a forest hag. That sounds terrifying. Well, if one can't die while the other two live, we just gotta kill all of them. Yeah. Before they kill us. Exactly. I mean, this honey's made me feel invincible, so sure, whatever. Let's just go. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. Many friends. <laughs> Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Are we Maybe inspired? We closer, to, closer to the river to mask the sound of us coming. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Good call. I will That's say, give smart. me your third survival check then. This time because you chose to go to the river with advantage. Okay, here's survival. 16. And an 11. So 16. Jesus Christ. 16. <laughs> Oh, wait, from all of us? Uh, just for the person who's taking the lead on... Uh, oh, no good. No good. <laughs> all right. Whitney, please roll me another D10, the last one for the travel oh. day today. Here we go. Here we go. Seven. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. This I'm nervous the, now. This is the good one, mind you. Um, <laughs> you begin to walk your way along the uh, the river's uh, the side of the river, and the water actually gets a little rapidy, uh, like kind of like white watery type in in some parts. The rocks are slick. There's moss and algae uh, where uh, where the sun doesn't get. It's getting a little bit dim and light as well, so the sun's not breaking through as much because the canopy's so thick. Um, and then you kind of just hear that like this like plinking of string like a like a like a lute or a guitar it's like like kind of like this little like someone strumming away on like a a harp or something like that and then you look off to your left and just seems out of place completely where you see this perfectly framed these two large rows of sequoias and they kind of like are in purpley shadows as they kind of heave down like this beautiful laid path stones that kind of like wind wind and wheel to like this big open glade and you can see this little house with like kind of like a straw thatch roof and a kind of like a metal stove pop pipe uh, with kind of like some some smoking off the top of it and you do notice that the material of this house looks like it starts off as wood but then it kind of slowly morphs and evolves from like this beautiful yellows and blues into like these brackish greens and reds as it looks like the last half of the house turns into like this wild fungus mushroom formation that kind of like arches up towards the sky with like these little caps and bulbs just kind of sprouting out off all over the place. Um, I will say for people who have training in survival, give me a survival or nature check, please. Guys. There's something in this honey that's really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. 19, 13, 21. Uh, they're easy to recognize. Those red-brown mushrooms, those are death caps. Those are highly toxic and poisonous. Yeah, don't put those in your mouth, guys. <laughs> don't you put it in your mouth. I'm never putting anything in my mouth ever again. 
These are these are all the house. Um, ironically saying. enough, uh, the door is closed. You can't see into the windows too much, but it smells like gingerbread again. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Listen, I've read a lot of stories about houses and woods that smell like candy, and it <laughs> never ends well. Honestly, uh, I don't know. I mean, it didn't stop you from eating the honey. I but they were asleep, and <laughs> we just had to, we just had a warning about like witches and things in the woods. I don't know. I, oh, I just don't. probably not good. I mean, I'm a scaredy cat. I don't know. I'll follow you guys wherever. Huh. We do need a place to sleep. You do see the wooden door open up, and this uh, woman comes out in kind of like this brown, canvasy type of dress, this white apron on. She looks like she's in her early 20s, has this beautiful, long Ariel type of red hair that goes down to her hips, and she's got like this uh, stick, and she's been sweeping away, and just the most harmonious voice, like, ah, ah, ah. And you see oh, never mind. Down. She's gorgeous. Let's go. She's, Hello. She's, she's <laughs> down on her shoulders and birds come fly. Twitter. She's, she's, oh, my. Oh, oh she yes. How birds. wonderful. Well, oh, come in. Come in. Welcome to my home. I'm immediately oh, whoa, whoa, suspicious. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm all I in. I'm, I'm like, no. hello. How are you? And this place is lovely. Did you make it yourself? She's got oh, lovely, lovely like, golden skin with like rosy cheeks and like this wonderful, like just two like mouth like tooth tooth filled mouth of smile uh disney would probably be calling right now for some ip infringement violations you're singing have you heard about the bees oh the okay so about the bees. Get a few things straight here nobody this goody two shoes lives in a house that looks like this like i do i love it out here afoot. well i mean if you think about it we're all two feet ahead of everyone I didn't ask for your joke, lady. It's like, oh, please, we've gotten off on the wrong. Let me allow my let me introduce myself. My name is Wendy. This is my home. I live in this area, uh, and uh, I I'm a witch. I look after I look after this this area and look after travelers and adventurers and whatnot. Look Wendy, after them how? After how? <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> Do you have any sisters? Oh yes, I've got two very evil sisters. Uh, uh, oh no! Oh no! Well, uh, you know, it's been nice. I think we should go. I I, I turn to everyone and I'm like, but remember the gnolls? They're not all bad. That might be true about the witches too. It is. We can't make assumptions. You, I've I've gone through my entire life of learning. You can't choose who you're related to, but you can choose your family. And unfortunately, my relatives are unsavory of uh, Murata and Brew, two very unpleasant uh, hags, as it were. And you're a pleasant? I hope I'm pleasant. Uh, would you like some tea or would you like to sit down and rest a while? What's in the tea? Uh, she looks in, she goes... Uh, I believe some pine needles, some green leaf, and... Una just reaches out and, like, slaps it out of her hand. She's like, no! <laughs> you hear, you well, that the, was the metal teapot just kind of clankers on the ground, and, like, the the the, the herbs kind of, like, spill out everywhere. So we don't know you, lady! You don't I mean, that was rude. 
Okay. Well, you are just a little too trusting, Bells. <laughs> That's probably true. I'm very sorry, Wendy, but I don't think we can have any of your tea. We're very new out here, and we already drank some honey that didn't agree with all of us. <laughs> so uh, we'll probably just be on our way, but... Uh, Maybe if you could point us in the direction away from your sisters, we'd much appreciate it. Oh, I wish I could, but unfortunately, their hovels kind of move around for to avoid any adventuring parties, as it were. I would say the best way to avoid them is avoid thoughts of despair or languish or anger or sadness. They, they seem to be drawn to those types of emotions. We all turn and look at Mari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Say happy thoughts. <clears throat> They're just sleeping. They're just sleeping. They'll be fine. <laughs> I, I will say this. This is not a common forest. This is a very magically enchanted forest. Like... My mother was young when this forest was old. And I'm quite old. Oh, you don't look a day over 20. That's oh, brilliant. It's just a glamour. Thank you. So, so sweet. I I'm, I'm, I'm centuries old, though. It's, it's, I, I, I hate to. Wow. That. That's amazing. Wow. I cross my arms and I, and I still ask, how do we know that we can trust a single word that's coming out of your mouth right now? She says, ultimately, you can't, but I do offer shelter for those that need it or uh, those that are trying to find their way. As much, well, as, my, tired. <laughs> as, as much as my sisters seem to draw on despair and sadness and strife, just think of a happy thought and maybe you'll find my path. You're more than welcome to leave once more. But I do offer mm -hmm. shelter and solace here. I would advise don't eat the mushrooms, though. Those are, those those, mm -hmm. keep, those keep the bigger nasties away. Come on, why you have little and so or so. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, there are there are things in this forest that are far bigger and more dangerous than I am. I don't know. I'm with Liza. I don't know. We need a place to stay. It's getting mm -hmm. late. It is. Uh, it's, this is just as safe or dangerous as the rest of the forest, in my opinion. Okay. I just don't think I can walk anymore. We can do it like this. We'll we'll sleep in shifts. And that way, some of us can keep watch while the others rest. And then we can keep an eye on you, Wendy, and anything else that might be here in this forest. Just in case. She says, oh, sure, certainly. My, my area is your area. You can sleep inside if you wish. You can sleep outside. I do like to warn you, I don't sleep and some people get perturbed by that knocking off some points wendy you're knocking off some points <laughs> <laughs> whichever is more comfortable for you i will, I will do it. well if we sleep in shifts and we're all on our guard even while we're sleeping we should be fine okay <laughs> on my on my guard yep I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who wants to take... Uh, first of all, are you going to be sleeping inside Wendy's house or are you going to be sleeping outside in the field? I want to sleep mm. in the house. I want, I want to, to sleep see in the house. Like inside. Let's do it. 
I'd like to go inside first to see what's like, oh, up. Sure, sure. They, I, I try to make things homely for humanoid uh, 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 beings. Uh, I, I've read about what you enjoy and like, so I've tried to make it very homely, very comfortable. As you see, she kind of like waves her hand to the door, and the door opens on its own. And you're kind of like that, like like stringing harp music come come harmoniously out as you come inside. And it's like very low ceilings, big thick old old wood uh, um, columns in there. And there seems kind of like up down the like little like communal pit area where there's like a fire and couches, and there's a kettle or sorry like a, a cauldron in the middle that's kind of like boiling up. She's like, don't. Don't mind that. I'm just doing some laundry. She moves her like her stick around and pulls up like some stock, some socks, and some and some dresses and and whatnot. Can Daisy fit in this house? I was just it's, thinking the same thing. You are you are definitely hunched over. It is built for someone in like the five foot six, five foot eight height range. You are. Oh, it's still rather large to me. Yeah. <laughs> You are definitely the the tall person in the basement, kind of hand up on the ceiling type of. But as you push it, everything feels warm and like it's there's like this soft moss. It feels almost like carpeting on the on the top of the on the top of the roof. When was the last time you cleaned in here? <laughs> I was told this is a and she does the air quotes homely approach. Oh. I think it's real cozy. I love it. I love what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you. Thank, it means so much. I work so hard. And humanoids are so hard to understand sometimes. It's a little disturbing when you call us all humanoids. I will <laughs> give you that point. But other than that, bang on, doing great. Uh, was there anything you'd like for dinner? I can make just about anything for you. Oh. oh. Well, what smells oh, so heavenly? She says... Actually, that's just an illusion, and it ch- channels into your subconscious of the thing you simply <clears throat> desire the most. Oh. Amazing. It just changed because I thought of something different that I wanted to eat. Wow. All I smell is potatoes now? <laughs> oh. Can you smell that? Now I smell potatoes and garlic. and garlic and, like... Cheese melted on top, not your cheese, Liza. <laughs> I can I can do some mashed potatoes. I can do some baked potatoes. I can do some uh, some broiled to picked potatoes. I can do a potato salad, a potato soup. Could you oh, mash them? Put them in a stew. You got to be careful. Potatoes. You must be careful about the potato soup, though. It does leak a little bit because there's a leak inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Elspeth writes that one down. Yeah. Um, potatoes with a big stew poured over top, like Daisy. Wait, is anybody vegetarian? No, nope. no. I like meat. more meat, the better. Right, big meat stew poured over mashed potatoes. Let's go. <laughs> All right, you see Wendy clap her hands, and you see the pots and cooking utensils begin to fly up magically and operate on their own oh. as if not being held by invisible people but moving locomotion on their own so you see the potatoes like come out start hopping along as they spin around potato appears and all their skins go flying off and these big mallets come down and start mashing them on on top of the table and they all get started up big musical number Elspeth's eyes are as big as saucers <laughs> um 
I she, I would also like to find out where that strumming music is coming from, though. Can I see or hear? Oh, what? it's easy to see. You see a, a, a harp and a lute just kind of floating in the air, just playing themselves. Oh, wow. okay. I'm definitely going to pull out my pan flute and like try and match the tune a little bit. Just just softly, just while I'm Give appreciating everything. Give me a performance check. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm going to be <laughs> Una's like looking around suspiciously, but like now she's intrigued by the bard stuff. So she's like half kind of like <laughs> panicked and like watching the witch out of one eye and then trying to like watch Elspeth and the musical instruments out of the other eye. Like she's really torn right now. It's a, a 16. 16? Perfect. Yeah. You actually see um, Elspeth was kind of conducting the, the cooking and she looks over and notices your tune and she says, oh, and then kind of reaches over and picks up a very classical guitar and then starts jamming away with you. Um, she kind of puts her foot up and look, would you think like, would be like a footstand or something, but it's just there in the air and it looks like it's perfectly solid as she just stands there. And you guys have an excellent jam session providing, providing the musical background to these- The dancing potatoes. The dancing Is, potatoes. Are there more instruments lying about? Uh, we'll say yes. What, what instruments would you like? Um, I, I would like an accordion if there is one. And I sort of, I notice, uh, I notice Una's like anxiety and I pick up, uh, the, the nearest instrument and I hand it to her as well. And, and I sort of start, you know, jigging along and then sort of give me a performance check, Liza. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't find an accordion. I'm hoping that my performance like like gives confidence to Una though, and and it that, does. You know, I'm like, go for it, just go for it, follow your dreams. You're it's in- like going to karaoke at a dive bar, and everyone else is bad too. Yes, perfect, perfect, ana- perfect mm-hmm. analogy. Uh, for uh, Wendy and Eliza or uh, or uh, Elspeth, you look over and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, you try. You're doing great. <laughs> can una like have a triangle or something like, absolutely yes like liza's given her a triangle all right is the triangle in rhythm and key or is it like oh whoa whoa it yeah. is in rhythm it is the perfect oh my god Una. this is not like you I get a triangle like, solo so i got a 21 and that doesn't really play into Una play, being the worst at it, but I guess like the triangle is, you know, relatively <laughs> like less pressure than Una. You actually you know. feel a physical spotlight show up on you. Describe how amongst this potato menagerie of magical uh, feasting, these two musicians, uh, Liza honking away on her accordion. What does <laughs> an Una triangle solo look like? Una's just kind of like looking up and just kind of like dazed. Like it's not charismatic where like she's looking, you know, wonderfully majestic as she plays this triangle. She kind of looks like a big dummy as she's just like, like it's working, I'm making music. Like she's like really excited about the fact that there's real sound coming from this that doesn't sound like, you know, nails on a chalkboard, like. I feel like it's like we all play the tune like doodle doodle do and then it stops and you go ding 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 and then and then as the song progresses you're just going 
<laughs> like you gain more and more confidence and we're all it. like yes but as you, <laughs> the triangle's my instrument <laughs> as you go into the night uh the potato feast is absolutely delicious some of the best eating you've had on the road in quite some time the music Ooh. and revelry goes into the night uh wendy shares some stories about her adventures as uh as a, a young witch in the forest trying to make it out on her own and tell stories of wendigos and spirits and uh, various other nasties in the forest, demons and devils that romp around at night. And she says, oh, and you must watch out for the faceless one. Oh, jeez. Always one of those. What's that? What's that? <laughs> What's that about? It is one of the reasons why this forest is here is to keep it contained. It's so old that we don't know what it looks like, but it's it's evil is still here in the forest. It's machinations of it or apparitions of it pop up every now and then. But when you see a large 12 foot shadowy, hulking, transparent creature with two eyes that glow gold with fire, run. Run the other way. It only comes out at night, though. It's terrified, like blanket pulled up around her face. Like, <laughs> you I think I want to go back to the city. You want to see the eyes first before you see what the What does it do if it catches you? She looks at you and says, I was so jovial and jubilant tonight, but terrible things. It'll plague your soul. It'll give you a curse until you die. It is one of the most awful and horrific ways I've seen a being to pass away, where your soul is literally fed into this unending hunger of a spirit, of a demon. Well, that doesn't sound fun. Can we go back home? Yeah. I take a sip of honey to make myself feel better. Yeah. I get emotional again. (laughs) And very relaxing as Wendy says, but enough of boogeyman in the night. Let's enjoy the celebration. You have a long journey ahead of you tomorrow morning. And just thank you for the guests and company. It's been a while since I've found adventurers who are willing to talk and participate in sharing their adventures and skills of the world. Thank you so much for your hospitality. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I turn to Una and Liza and I'm like, see, sometimes it pays to trust people. I grow. (laughs) We haven't made it through the night. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you see that little center pit where the couches are kind of like all unfurled magically in like these big uh, oh. cottony big floofy pillows and beds and uh, it's one of those as soon as you touch like the like it's the, the thread count is infinite it just feels like <laughs> once you touch your hand to it Daisy I don't yeah. want to be rude is your can I is your fur really soft? Can I... uh, here, here, here. Go Are you ahead. sure? Just go ahead. It's so soft. <laughs> I guess so. It looks like fresh fallen snow. I love it. Appreciate the hospitality and uh I'm gonna go take first watch. And I and I, I sort of hunker off a little bit. All right, first watch. Uh, I'll just go through the night and go around the circle then as everyone takes their watch. So, Liza, 
uh, you see Wendy say, I don't want to alarm you, but I have to, there are some ingredients I can only collect at night, so I will have to go out for a little bit. I'll be back later on and closer to sunrise more than anything. But if you have any concerns, just yell really loud and I'll come back as quick as possible. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I like, yeah, I, I'm like, the points, Wendy, you're losing them. Well, we haven't established what game we're playing, so maybe I'm also <laughs> I'll be back. Would you? Would you want to uh, like, like for this some Wendy. Any special cheese, omelet, continental breakfast, a bagel, a sticky bun? Oh, sticky buns. I grunt, but like under my breath, I say, sticky bun. <laughs> sticky buns. Now, important question. Regular frosting or enchanted frosting? Uh, enchanted on mine, please. Please, enchanted right here. Yes, thank you. One. What's what's enchanted about it? What, what what have you done to it? Well, I can't reveal all the secrets, but I'll be closer. I'll be back closer to sunrise if you want enchanted frosting. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> you see her wave her hand and the door opens and it's kind of like la as she floats outside the door and it closes behind her I shake my head I'm like mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you actually hear her carrying the note until it just kind of fades off <laughs> <laughs> Elspeth is just floating She's just, this is the best day of her life like adventure wise this is the best thing that could have uh, she, she never even could have imagined this Daisy definitely gives her an arm. She's like, here you go. You can hold it like a teddy bear. <laughs> I literally curl up around it. <laughs> All right, Liza, give me a perception check for your, your first round of watch. Whoa. Yo, I see all <laughs> perceiving. 25. Natural, yeah, natural 25. Woo. Holy crap. Liza, you see this adorable scene of bonding and friendship and bedding down for the night. And then you just feel something's kind of like just, just washes right over your soul. It, it's been like a nice, cool, warm, escape the spring chill in this hut. And then all of a sudden, just it feels like something reaches out and just grabs your spine and just cold radiates out from it. Um, and off in the distance, outside the window, you just hear kind of like this. As you hear these big, massive, like the grass and the soil is giving away under these gigantic footsteps. Do you choose to look out the window or not? Oh, I'm inside. I thought I was outside. Um, is, the, is the window currently open? It is open, yes. Um, am I able to make... Am I able to sort of get a gauge of whether or not that is a good idea? Uh, Based on the story, we just... That is your own personal uh, care to detail or okay. interaction with danger that you choose to take? <laughs> Based off of uh, sort of the story we were told earlier... Um, I go up to the window and I, I shut it quite quickly. Is, is anybody it. asleep, by the way, or is ever or is or are some people still awake? I think everyone was getting like like in bed and getting like like that kind of like just starting to, th- to sleep off. But they, I think they would notice that you 
yeah. get up, close the window, and then they start hearing like the thump. thump. Yeah. I shut I shut the window. And any other windows that are nearby. I bury my face in Daisy's arm. I'm like, is it the faceless one? You do hear it get closer and you actually notice that the cups and plates begin to kind of vibrate Jurassic Park styles as something gets closer. And it sounds like it's maybe about 10 feet outside the window as you hear like one final like boom. Maybe, maybe just, it'll eat the mushrooms. And then you just hear this terrible wail of and just dead silence. I hush and like my I'm, I'm like poised with my hand on on my sword. Um, my hands are on my daggers. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't hear anything. All the vibrations in the house have stopped. The house sounds almost dead silent, and you hear no more thumpings outside. And you stay like, that way for maybe two to three minutes, and there is no sound whatsoever. Elspeth has fallen back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love that. Yeah, I don't love silence. <laughs> is it like eerily silent or is it like regular there's silence? No, there's no background silence. It's like you're in one of the, like, the soundproof rooms of just your ears are kind of popping up like there's nothing. Oh, yeah, that's not. I don't like that. Mm -mm. No room I, tone. <laughs> I stay alert. Because there's nothing else that I think can be possibly done in this situation. Stay alert. Um, does anyone want to take over the next watch? We'll say for like another hour or so. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll watch. Or, or are you I'm all small. <laughs> I missed a little bit of it, but I can definitely... Una can jump in and take part of the watch. Right. We'll say about after about an hour of that, uh, that ambient background, that stuff you started to miss, like forest sounds, house creaking sounds, comes back as normal hearing returns to the area. Uh, Una, give me a perception check, please. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, I have some perception. Yeah, you should. I'm it now. Ooh. Oh, no, but jinxed it. I think you're a little preoccupied on the sound coming back that you're not really paying attention to uh, to the goings around, but nothing of note. Um, you see uh, a half-elf and a uh, furball cuddled up, kind of like t teddy bared around <laughs> the, the arm of your ranger. Um, Liza, I believe, has some concern on her face <laughs> of being the first one to uh, to be on the watch for this. Um, but does anyone want to take the third watch? I'll take the third watch. I have and, perception. And I'll go, to, I'm going to go, is there a fireplace? Yes, in the middle, yes. Uh, I'm sort of, I go over and I like, I like nestle in and I, and I, I go to sleep. Yeah. And when the sound comes back, your warmth starts coming back as well. The what? Your, when you start to, when the sound comes back, your, that inner warmth, because you start feeling cold at your, oh, at yeah. your core, the warmth starts to, 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 to crawl back in as well. Right, Mari, give me a perception check, please. Ooh, 17. 
you hear uh, the nighttime life of the nocturnal life of the surrounding area come come open again, mm-hmm. and you, your halfling curiosity gets the best of you. Of course, it always does. You you walk up and you just kind of like crawl over the kitchen counter and just kind of like creak that window open a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. when you see two divots in the ground almost like two circular poles were standing there but the grass has gone black oh my god kind of like that faded area and as you look back you can see a trail of it going back into the forest and then it looks like it went right across the front yard of uh, of wendy's hut and then disappeared back into the forest again but the those two black spots looks like it had been standing there a while you do notice that there's some growth the forest is trying to like take the green back and and put some color back into it but you wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for those two distinct black spots that wherever was standing it the longer it stood there the more of a mark it left like how long ago how long ago were those marks like do i do i can i tell how old they are or uh probably about two to three hours Okay, so that's fairly recent. Okay. They definitely were when you came in. When we came in, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and slam the window back shut again. <laughs> um, is anybody else awake? Uh, well, another watch is coming up, so you get to choose who does another round of, of keeping watch for the night. Okay. Who uh, who hasn't kept watch yet? Okay, El, uh, oh oh, we've got a ranger. The you know what? I trust the ranger to watch the forest, so I'm gonna wake up the ranger. It's fair. <laughs> Sorry, <right>. Elspeth. <laughs> Daisy, please give me yeah. a uh, perception check, please. All right. Um, it's hard to actually be mobile. Your height lets you see out the window, so you've got like a good field of view outside the window but you do have a bard on your arm so mobility yeah. isn't exactly <laughs> i guess you're both keeping watch after <laughs> all. To move. uh you see mari told you about like the the footprints you obviously can't see them because you can't see down past the uh the windowsill you believe right me. um but your watch is pretty much you don't see anything moving around in the forest and for what you've been through already that's good enough for you <laughs> Okay. All right. The last one. Do you wish to Elspeth to take over of the watch or are you can hand it off to somebody else? This is the last one for the night. No, I'll I'll, I'll lift her up on my arm and be like, your turn. But oh, the cookies aren't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Your turn. It's your turn. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna need the arm back though. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, of course. Right. <laughs> just just for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so perception perception yes please 17 for those who are doubting me 17 so how do you spend your your watch of the night are you looking out windows you looking over people um yeah i'll probably be sort of i'm a little bit of a like curious snoop so i might look around the kitchen a little bit but i'll mostly be sort of peeking up at the ledge of the window sort of uh, i'm more w- looking out for wendy coming back that's what i'm excited right. about so <laughs> that's what you, i'm looking you for. do a bit of snooping you go through like her cutlery her cooking utensils you pull open one drawer and you see neg be like hey i'm sleeping here and the drawer closes shut <laughs> um, you look outside Sorry. you can't see any of the footprints mari was talking about 
Weird. It's like they she made up the story completely. Um, but you do hear off in the distance. Oh, <laughs> almost like Wendy comes floating over. She's got a big full harvest basket full of what looks like um, like cinnamon sticks and uh, reeds of vanilla and some thyme and some spices. And you do notice that the vanilla has like a golden hue around it as well as the door kind of like slowly opens up. She doesn't want to wake anybody up. She's like, oh, you're, so, oh. you're up. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm so sorry to wake you. No, it's okay. I was up already. It was my turn to watch. Um, I'm so excited you're back home. I literally jump on everybody like a kid at Christmas. I'm like, she's home. We got that's breakfast time. Let's go. I wake up dagger in hand. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you see the drawer pop? Oh, I'm point. still sleeping here. And the door drawer pops again. <laughs> oh, the egg beater's always unruly. <laughs> Uh, you do that was about five in the morning, so you got your your eight hours sleep. So any, I don't think anyone's spent or rest anything. Um, Marley, your charm effect is now gone. You no longer feel any sympathy for these bees or any attachment to these. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, fuck the bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, breakfast time. Let's do this. <laughs> and you see her say, you see when you say, well. Uh, it's going to have to be without an egg beater, but I think we can start already. As you see her raise her hands and like the fires and the lights in the, in, in the cabin illuminate as this, again, magical musical number comes up and uh, she starts cooking these beautiful cinnamon sticky buns with the enchanted frosting. And uh, as the buns come out of the oven, it just smells like good, wholesome warmth and joy. And as you bite into them, uh, everyone who has a sticky bun I will give you the benefit of one roll uh, for the session or one roll or uh, yeah, you can, you can keep for other sessions. So one roll for the day, you can just take advantage on it. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, okay. we'll call okay. a sticky bun special. Sticky bun special. As you see Wendy kind of float and hover uh, over to, uh, to Una, she says, Una, you impressed me so much last night. Uh, I, I have a gift for you, and I, I, I hope you take it. Okay, okay. What your, is it? It's this little square brown envelope with like a, a red twine string around it. It's like, it's not much, but I hope you accept it. Una, like, suspiciously, like, takes it, like, very slowly, just, like, while watching her and maintaining eye contact and then snatches it away quickly. Like she doesn't want her to take it back. She kind of does that Julia Roberts pretty like, oh, oh okay, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, maybe. You're very welcome. I hope you put good use to it. As you see her rosy cheeks just get a little bit more rosier as the, the joy just overcomes her. And then Una like kind of like hunches over, like turns away, and then like oh, Elspeth is like trying to jump over her shoulder. She's like, what is it? What is back, it? Off. back off, back off, back off. It's for me. And she opens it and looks inside. It is a blue steel triangle. Oh. Una gets like a little bit like a little bit like happy and smirky, but then immediately is like. Thank you. <laughs> and like keeps it in the envelope, but like turns away and smiles again happily. Like 
it is your first magical item. I'll give you a write up on it after the episode, but it does have special oh, properties to it. Oh, sweet! All right, so uh, excited. So best wanna... witch ever. Which witch was that? You're the best witch I've ever met. I know it's a pun. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> you say so. I've made you some snacks for the road. I hope everything's all right. I hope you don't mind. And it's like these little, like, kind of like white bread mayonnaise and like uh, spinach sandwiches come out, but they're all cut in this into shape of a witch hat. She's like, I made you sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> really? I hug her. <laughs> I was going to say, can I hug you, Wendy? Yeah. Can I give you a hug? Oh, yes, please. And it's like. Group hug. It's like hugging oh, your no, grandma, I, no. your best friend, all at the same mm-hmm. time. Just it's like being like back this. home. <laughs> she smells like pine nuts. Oh, yeah, I, I hug her tight. She reminds me of home. Yeah, you actually feel yourself magically lifted up, so it's all like eye level and just a big, a big group hug. It's so considerate. <laughs> says, and now remember, if any time you need me and you're in the forest, try to think of your happiest thought, and hopefully you will find your way to me. This might be the happiest thought. <laughs> but just just so you know, now that I know about you, my sisters will know about you as well. We we are all connected. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, thank you. Th- this is me coming up like, you didn't want to tell us that before? Well, we had such a good time with the potatoes and the triangle, and uh, I didn't want to dampen the mood, but... Liza, Liza, did you want to tell her uh <clears throat> yeah so while you were out we happened to hear or i happened to hear an incredibly loud noise and a shiver unlike any other colder than the depths of the ocean you see her kind of her her attitude sullen so she's like the faceless one walks again tonight or last night Is that goosebumps I saw some dark holes in the ground. Was that him too? Oh, yes. He leaves a corruption wherever he walks, just kills any plant material he comes into contact with. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if we had slept outside? Oh, I was I was hoping you would stay inside. It's uh, he, He's power enough to break through my wards, but uh, I'm glad you made that decision then. The Dean's also glad you did too because he rolled really perfectly on his bad thing dice. (laughs) (laughs) I was seriously considering sleeping outside because she's so tall, but you made the bed sound so good. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I just got to ask Wendy. So when you're out there, when you go out there at night, how do you avoid the faceless one? Because we're not always going to have the protection of your cozy home here where we've we've got to go out there and and continue along our path well there are things you can arm yourself with the first off is these apparitions of the faceless one they are always big and they're also very slow you can always outrun it and i'm very fast secondly it's not sentient it is just an emotion a status. It doesn't have the ability to think, have some foresight, 
plan anything. It kind of just exists and ambles randomly. So you can outsmart it. But if you ever come face to face with it, run away as fast as you can. Do not, do not try to fight it. You will always see the eyes before you see its body. Drive a hard bargain because I love a good fight. <laughs> it's maybe fight is the wrong word. Uh, massacre is what it would be. No. Even my sisters don't don't entangle with the faceless one. Hmm. What does that? What did that sort of prophecy we came across mean? Oh, uh, you know, I think of the things I will be secretive of. I think I will hold on to that the most. All right, then. Is right, if we Wendy. come across your sisters, is there anything that we should? or could say or do that might get us out of a bind with them? Yeah, like Wendy sent us. Give me a persuasion check. Me? Yes. Okay. Guess what? My persuasion is very good. But I rolled a three, so that's nine. Nine? (laughs) She says, the best advice I can offer you is just don't engage in any deals or bargains with them. And if you see their huts, don't go near them. If they approach you, just simply say, you're not interested. They're not... I'm not not interested. They're not aggressive hunters. They're passive stalkers. They will not actively seek you out, but if you fall into their trap, then you're on your own. I'm not interested. Elspeth is practicing. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no interested. I'm no interested. What kind of traps do they set up? Do, like just, just any kind of metaphysical ones. Forewarning. Uh, okay. They, they try. You know the usual. They try. And, uh, they will. Mister Everyday, run of the mill. They, they feed on souls. They use as a currency, as a material or resource, something to play around with, something to eat. So. They'll probably offer infinite cosmic power for the cost of your soul. Itty bitty living space. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And they they can guarantee you power supreme, but at a hefty, hefty cost. When the bill comes due, you lose it all. No afterlife, no chance of resurrection. You become theirs. And they are. Well, I'd rather not. (laughs) Okay, so no deals, like zero deals. We'll avoid that. A little bit. So, do you share? Do you share a mother? Do you share a father? Uh, Oh, good question. Like we'd be related. We do. We do share a mother. Father, uh, I believe, suffered from the Black Widow effect uh, and was consumed almost immediately uh, afterwards. but I decided that's not the life I wanted. I wanted to use my magic and powers to help people in the forest and not be the normal hag that people perceive it to be. Hmm. So I chose my own destiny. I am unfortunately forever linked to my sisters, but I try and fight the good fight. 
And this is so drab for morning. Let's let's wish you all on your way. You're you're all capable adventurers. I see you've made it this far in the forest with uh, with no troubles at all. I have high confidence. None whatsoever. Troubles. Nope. No troubles at all. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Says here are your lunches. Um, here's some leftovers from the potatoes last night. Oh. Uh. Please, if you ever need anything, try your best to find me in the forest again. I wish you good speed on your journeys. I have one last question before we go, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's died. It's, it's not natural. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have two questions, Wendy. <laughs> uh, you seen any gnolls these parts? Is that funny enough? I have seen some gnolls. They're they live. Up further north, closer to the mountain, one of the they have a couple of burrows and dens up there. They're they're, they're very new to the area, though. They've they've come in recently, maybe in like the past year or so. They've been here. It's kind of a, a a new appearance of them. Would you be able to to point us in the direction that you saw these gnolls? I mean, oh, that mountain yes. like point. Yes. Uh, if you if you know of the the Harker Falls camping establishment. There may be about... That's where we're headed. Oh, okay. Then they're about two days west of that. Perfect. It's uh, you can't mistake it. It's it's the the terrain goes it goes from rocky to like the forest floor with lots of holes and essentially if you've seen a prairie dog, they're very large prairie dog holes into the ground, like little burrows. They just dig, 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 dig. Wendy, you have been an absolute beacon of hope in this forest and on this journey for us. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm going to write a very long stanza in the song that I compose about this whole adventure. So I really appreciate you and your potatoes. That is so kind of you. Thank you so much for being such wonderful guests. I'm sorry you had that encounter with the faceless one outside. I, I have no control over that. But wherever you go, and wherever you are, just remember, you are all wonderful in your own special way. Is there anything are? we can do for you to say thank you? Play it forward. Treat others with compassion. I know I had my suspicions oh. about you, but you're you're all right, Wendy. You got some points. You got some. Una points. nods along, and then like kind of like heavily like pats her on the shoulder like it's meant to be affectionate but it's maybe a little bit aggressive but Una as you pat <laughs> like... her on the shoulder she's levitating off the ground it's like you hit a brick wall she doesn't move and she's a very solid person as you <laughs> plant her on top. I bet you've got a firm handshake too it's like I've got a firmer <laughs> hug well that's too far I think but like you're alright lady <laughs> all right um actually i'm looking at my clock and it is 155 do you wish to call the first session there as you head out of wendy's hut for the day you are literally I think that makes sense. you are literally like yeah. uh the next encounter would be harker's fall so you are right on the doorstep i think that's right. a good place to leave yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah i agree good job everybody and because yeah. of all your RP adventuring. You are now level two. Yay! Yay! Cool.
The Diecast Podcast was produced by Miles Baker, Stephanie Cook, and Johnny Robertson. Music provided by Sirenscape.com.